0: Short rest. With Fonzie and Carla. Orkai of Groomshaw.
1: This is my black speech. I don't know how to speak black speech. It's probably Elven and has a deep voice attached to it. This
0: is my Are black we... speech, yo. <laughs> oh,
1: no. <laughs> Also, I didn't, rec- I didn't, I didn't realize na nag- we're already recording. <laughs> hey, man. What's up?
0: Hey, man. Uh, all is well
1: uh, for me. What's up with you?
0: How have uh, things been? I know things have been crazy these past few days.
1: Yes, they, s- they most certainly have. I'm uh, hoping for the best for everyone in the country affected by Ulysses particularly uh, in the parts of Cagayan, I hope everything is, you know, I'll post some you know, I'll post some charity links in the description below if you guys want to ano, you know, want to help out uh, let's help them um yeah well let's do our best let's um let's hope to leave this world better than how we found it according to the critical Role of the anyway yeah so uh yeah uh, welcome to another episode of short rest podcast guys <laughs> been enough you know, it's been a while. It yeah. feels like a while, even though we met just last
0: week. Did we? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we did. Well, yeah. we were supposed to have a guest uh, over this week, but something happened. So we had to move that for another week. But yeah. um, it's going to be great. So I hope you guys would uh, stay tuned for our next episode next week as well. Yeah, but definitely. this week, um, for this episode, uh, Carlo, what is it that we've been planning to talk about?
1: So um yeah, we just uh did we 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 had this um really cool encounter <laughs> with an orc eye of grooms recently and we figured we'd like to talk about that guy. Uh he seems very interesting. He he he's evil. But yeah, let's talk about him. And uh we'd like to we'd like to know if this format is good if you like uh guys like this format actually. Just give us some feedback in the comment section.
0: Yeah, we're and... gonna we're gonna talk about uh, some random monsters. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, like before we started the recording, we rolled and we came out with a um, this interesting character or uh, this interesting monster called the Orc Eye of Groomsh, which we will talk about Shh. after we roll for hit dice. Um, yes. So, uh, would you like to go first? Oh yeah, sure. Oh wow, this is.
1: Like like you mentioned, a lot of stuff just happened uh, over the past week. Um, uh, but overall, work wise, it's pretty tame. Uh, what wasn't was the storm, and like uh, just a few weeks ago, as well, Raleigh came by, and we uh, people in Metro Manila never really felt the intensity of that particular storm when Ulysses hit. That's when oh, that's when I know, that's when I know uh everyone in the NCR was like, oh, okay, storms are serious, yo. Um Wednesday night, I distinctly remember Wednesday night uh before power uh, no, before the power cutting off. Uh just watching the tree uh uh in front of my um unit just sway uh, un- or bend unnaturally to the howling winds. And um, a few minutes, I just heard an, an explosion and one of the tra- Transformers blew up and I was like, yep, uh, is this it? This is like a disaster movie. Am I supposed to go under the table or something? Uh, yeah, the the lights went out. I had this little nifty um, fla- uh, flashlight that I could uh, on a headband which I could put so... I have light on my head. I went down, asked the security guards what's up, and yeah, confirmed. Uh, one of the cable snaps sna- uh, in the one of the cables connecting to the transformers snapped and the transformer blew up. And I'm like, Well, that's gonna take days before uh, any help arrives because I don't know, I'm used to the bureaucracy <laughs> of how slow things are in the Philippines. Well, thankfully, uh, power went back. Um, he got, uh, I got a uh, day off, and yeah, um, it's a, it was a pretty harrowing experience. All things considered. Anyway, yeah,
0: how about you, Fonzie? Well, I'm glad you're safe, and we're, uh, our prayers, and our efforts will go on to the re- rehabilitation of those affected by uh, Ulysses. Of course, um, yeah, as Carlo mentioned, um, we were planning to uh, link some ways that you can help out and donate uh, on the description. So hopefully we could get that done. Um, for me, uh, this week, well, mm-hmm. lockdown na naman yung Davao. So um, yeah. it was just announced, I think, yesterday. So we're going back to our old ways of using the food and medicine passes and limited you know, t- uh, mm-hmm. days and times to be able to get out. And to do stuff. And what really is kind of like a bummer for me is like I am relatively, you know, uh, new at going out and, you know, biking and stuff like that. And um, as my form of exercise and mental, it's also uh, a way for, you know, for me to get out. Yeah. Unwind. Cooped up in the house. But unfortunately, yeah. with these new um, measures, a lot of the venues that I've been going to, you know, to spin and to go out and bike are closing. So and which is kind of like a sign for me uh, to just stay inside and to, you know, hunker down and not, not go out when I, I don't have to. So I'm glad that Mm-mm. we have um, the bike trainer came uh, just nice. earlier this week, so I'm glad that's there. So Thank I, God for that. <laughs> I've been swifting for a few days now, which is um, With... which is relatively better than you know than than just not doing anything.
1: Nothing. Uh, yeah. So, I'm yeah, glad so, to know you've. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a bit of my indoor um, process now be able to nice. build and I was talking to other friends as well like uh, other riders or other like uh, friends who ride right mm-hmm. they kind of like have difficulty staying motivated in terms of like training and stuff and what really yeah. helps is just having goals and uh, the thing that I mentioned to you earlier uh before we started recording about 600 kilometers at the start for mm-hmm. for the month yeah so that has been my goal so I've been working towards nice. that. And yeah, so uh that has been like w- one of my targets for the past few months already, like like two months, I think more or less, yeah three six hundred kilometers for a month.
1: excited for you, dude. That's yeah. like twenty kilometers per day every day for the next month, right?
0: I, I came close, but uh, I came close, but not quite, yeah, uh, not quite, but uh, I-, I feel like with my bike trainer, I could do that because I don't have any excuses. <laughs> Well,
1: you can explore the other courses in Swift, so those are gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, London I has remember, been
1: great. Yeah. <laughs> so a little tangent, uh, re- regarding Zwift. I, I bought a Bluetooth, um sorry this is a dnd podcast but this is this is somehow connected trust me uh, i i bought a bluetooth uh off of fb marketplace and i found out that my devices don't work for it and i i told fons I was like uh you know what, i'll just go check out megamall and um see if they the they the, uh, they sell ant uh sticks right so I walked there because you know it's healthier. I don't wanna I don't wanna spend on public transport because, um, other than wanting to save up, I don't wanna no, I don't wanna catch anything, off of an, or give off anything. Knock on wood. So, parang, I went there, so I, I felt like The Witcher traveling. Okay, I asked a few know, I asked a few I, I asked a few shops if they had this, and I had to show them a picture of what an ant stick looks like. And I'm like, oh no, we don't have that, sir. Oh, Awala sir. I uh, 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 I traveled to at least three in Mega Mall yesterday. No, no shops. I avoid. I specifically avoided Garmin because they sell it for like a thousand five hundred. I'm like, nope, no, thank you. And then I went to this bike shop here to the my Greenfield, and uh, they didn't have it as well. And I'm like, man, this this fetch quest sucks.
0: Ano yung mga sana yung Garmin?
1: I don't want to spend so much.
0: Garmin um, ka na lahat tapos mag-in lang yung unstick.
1: Ayan. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, ano lang. Uh, I I I resolve to order na lang online. I'll wait for it. Uh, ayun.
0: Para ka, nag, para ka nag-Mercedes tapos nag-USB fan ka lang sa loob. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, it's uh, and, and I realized wow. I, well, it's I, I didn't find anything. It reminded me so much about uh, how fetch quests in no no in RPGs or in video games, are, di ba? Where do merong milestone kasi ma, talagang mahanap mo siya. In this case, well, fail. <laughs> Sometimes you don't find what you're looking for, and it's okay because Lazada exists. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, anyway. Yeah, I ordered
0: mine from China, so no, no <laughs> ant sticks here that I know of. I think, so uh. I I really yeah. got my stuff from China.
1: So great. it's good to
0: know, man. Right. I speaking of China, I have <laughs> I have no transition. So, <laughs> so, wait, <laughs> let's talk about orcs. Wait, what? <laughs> I have no transition <laughs> prepared. Orc Eye yeah. of. So, uh, we rolled for, uh, we rolled for uh, what monster we're going to talk about. And we rolled for this uh, interesting uh, looking monster mm-hmm. here. It's called the uh, Orc Eye of Groomsh, which mm-hmm. is apparently in the Monster Manual, is it I guess, correct?
1: Yes, it is in the Monster's Manual. Along with other uh, no, with other orc creatures, orcish creatures, if you may.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what um what is the orc eye of groomsh in terms of what is written on the monster manual? So the orc eye of
1: groomsh according to the monster manual, uh, what is it? It's a medium humanoid. Orc that's uh, chaotic evil, which is strange. Because if, if you want to know more about um, the orc eye of grooms or any other orc for that matter, we need to take a little bit of uh, no, we, we need to take a little bit of how orcs work, right? In uh, token lore, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, my uh, LOTR friends, uh, orcs were this um, abominate. Uh, were uh, creations of Melkor who were uh, like an affront to the elves, right? They're not necessarily like Warcraft orcs where they were twisted elves. And someone uh, who has extensive knowledge of Warcraft lore, please correct me as well. I <laughs> don't necessarily know. But yeah, uh, that's, what, that's essentially what they are. And D&D, they were really more of a creation of a uh, deity known as um, Groom's One-Eye. Right, I'll just delve a little bit into the this um, particular uh, origin story or backstory of the orcs so we can know more about how orcish society works and how the orc eye of Grooms fits in that particular society. Okay, so the uh, one wor- uh, orcs worship Grooms, the mightiest of the orc deities and their creator. Uh, the orcs believe that in ancient days, The gods gathered to divide the world among their followers. When Grooms claimed the mountains, he learned that they had been taken by the dwarves. Uh, He laid claim to the forest, but those had been settled by the elves. Each place that Grooms wanted had already been claimed. The other gods laughed at Grooms, but he responded with a furious bellow. Grasping his mighty spear, he laid waste to the mountains, set the forests aflame, and carved great furrows in the fields. Such was the role of the orcs, he proclaimed, to take and destroy all that the other races would deny them. To this day, the orcs wage an endless war on humans, elves, dwarves, and other folk. So, um, that's a little bit of a backstory, right? Uh. Orcs hold a particular uh, hatred for all, you know, for all other races besides themselves, of course. Uh, and the elven god Corillon Larethian half blinded Grooms with a well placed arrow to the orc god's eye. So this is why uh, this is uh, this has this this has a particular um, significance to the orc eye of Grooms. Okay? Uh, since then, the orcs have taken particular joy in slaughtering elves. Uh, turning his injury into a baleful gift. Grooms grants divine might to any champion who willingly plucks out one of it, one of its eyes in his honor. And that's uh, the story essentially of the orcs and how uh, basically or the orc eye of grooms um uh, or came about rather.
0: Interesting, okay. interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and, um, and looking at
0: closely like uh, how Grooms is like portrayed in terms of like D and D in this sense, like the orc of Grooms. Would you think that they're almost like worshippers or followers of Grooms, or are they like um, cultists in that or warlocks in this sense?
1: I'd like to think that they're like, cause it says that they have they're pretty chaotic, evil. Some of them are smart enough to build societies of their own. I don't think they're uh, like when you, when you say that your uh uh an an organization is a cult, uh, they're doing it for in the name of rooms, right? I mm-hmm. think um uh I think other orc tribes are more of a society or more of um. Or I, I think how orc tribes work is that they, they're they not particular. Some of them do it for grooms. Others don't, right? So they But they were bred for one single purpose, uh, which is to destroy the world well, of man, elves, and dwarves. I'm sorry. I'm quoting a line from the Lord of the Rings. But it's essentially what it looks like. Um, it's, it's just... Um, yeah, they're just there to, like, pillage and destroy and live and procreate with each other and sometimes procreate with other races that's how half orcs are made but yeah um i don't think they do this particularly uh, for the glory of grooms exactly um that's why not all of them because not all of them have to pluck out their eye to become an orc eye of grooms so yeah it, it's really more of um more of a societal thing, an organizational thing. And looking
0: at yeah. and looking at the spells, like that, they have their, cleric spells.
1: Yeah, they they are actually cleric spells. Now that I think about it, mm-hmm. well, uh, if I may read the um, what's in the monster manual for the orc eye of Grooms, uh, maybe it would shed more light as to why that's the case. Because essentially, orc I or, the orc eye of Grooms is. A warrior who devotes himself or herself to the um to the god i know grooms right Mm -hmm. so when an orc slays an elf in Grooms' name and offers the corpse of its foe as a sacrifice to the god of slaughter an aspect of the god might appear this aspect demands an additional sacrifice Um, one of the orc's eyes symbolizing the loss of grooms suffered at the hands of his greatest enemy Corillon Larithan, which is the uh, big daddy god of the elves, I think. If the orc plucks out one of its eye, Rums might, and this is not a guarantee, he just might if he wants to, if he feels like it, might grant the orc spellcasting ability and special favor along with the right to call itself an Eye of See. When not yeah, when not using their auguries to advise their warchiefs. and this is where you kind of get an idea. Ah, uh, okay. Since these are spellcasters, they're given some sort of divination powers by Grooms himself. You can you notice that they are advisors to the war chiefs, which are uh, basically the the leaders of most of the orc tribes, right? Okay, uh, these savage devotees of the god of slaughter hurled themselves into battle, their weapons stained with blood. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty badass.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty comic book esque like <laughs> evil monsters, uh, right?
1: I I can imagine if this was in warlo- Warlock, a uh, Warlock in Warcraft Three, this would be the Warlock. I uh, know, um, I forgot his name. Gosh, what's that Warlock's name in Warcraft Three? Schnapper. Um. Warcraft, I don't play Warcraft 3 for Lock. Yeah, Yeah. so it's, it's that particular. Uh, no, it's that particular. Um, it's that
0: particular
1: as as God Crash. No, it's. What else? What else? It's not. Oh, what
0: <laughs> it's not um, how would you use the Orc Eye of Grooms as, um, you know, in combat uh, when you're challenging uh, your tier one or tier two characters? Like, how would you use in in combat? Like, what is its strength? Is it more damage dealing, tanky looking cleric type with ringmail and shield? Or is it more of a commander in terms of like how, or strategic in terms of how it portrays combat? Like how would you use the Orc Eye of Groomshun in combat?
1: Yeah, if if I'm gonna put this up against some Tier 1 players, this is probably going to be the main bad for a particular um, uh, quest. Not necessarily a campaign, for a quest. Like, they have to kill the Orc Eye of Grooms because he is killing a lot of elves in the name of, you know, of his god, Groomsh, right? So, I'll probably make him a big bad for you know, for um, tier 1 characters and then he heals, like, a lot of orcs. <laughs> that's gonna be a problem for them. Because if we're going to note it... Uh, we'll check the stat block later. But that's how I would use the Orc Eye of grooms right? Um... I, I can't i also can't imagine how how do i hit with this guy or like do they have disadvantage because they're missing one eye i'm not entirely sure so yeah
0: no it doesn't say it doesn't say though. Yeah.
1: Doesn't say as well. Yeah, we'll take a look at the stat, you know, the stat block later. But yeah, I, 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 this is you know, this is a pretty, you know, this is a pretty uh cool creature that I would def. When when it comes to tier two players or tier three players, I'd probably put this as a support creature to, you know, um, buff up you the the other orcs or the orc white sheep itself, definitely. But yeah. yeah, that that's how I would use this.
0: I'm looking at the stat block right now. So I'll be... Let me share the screen with you. Hold on. Uh, 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 uh. Portion of the screen. Ooh.
1: So you'll notice how, ano, how this particular creature's lore is... It's very fascinating, right? Like, uh, oh, this the uh, grooms created this, uh, or grooms wasn't given any sort of land or or, or anything to, uh, anything to, um, how should I say this, to rule. So because he because uh, he is frustrated and all the other guards are giving him shit for it, he decides to say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm going to hate." All
0: y'alls and kill all of you. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit misunderstood. So that's, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I find that too simplistic for gods to be able to do that. But anyway, like looking at the stat block for the Orc, Eye of Grooms, right? It's a medium mm. humanoid who is an Orc and he is chaotic evil, according to this. Has an mm. AC of 16, ring mail, and shield. You can upgrade that to plate mail if you like. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, definitely
0: and for hit points it has 45 hit points with 6d8 plus 18 so how much is that if you max it out
1: hmm. eight times six that's um 48 plus 18 50 66 something more or less so it correct me in the thing. yeah <laughs> the section. so 66
0: yeah. with the movement speed of 30 feet um uh, so, relatively, for a spellcaster, it has higher strength, higher con, lower wisdom. Mm. Being wisdom being its uh, spellcasting mod. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's like th- a
1: cleric. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you would think that it would relatively maybe you know as a uh, maybe spellcasting is something of an afterthought for this uh, for this yeah. uh, creature having a ringmail and a shield. So uh, yeah. So uh, for that. It has also Dark Vision because of uh, Orc Things and Challenge Rating of 2. Right? <laughs> Hashtag and just Orc Things. <laughs> orc Things. And as an Orc Thing, it also has like a, as a bonus action, can move up up to its speed towards a hostile creature that you can see because it goes aggressive. So mm-hmm. this is something that is relatively... Uh, I, I don't know if it's unique to this, but Groomsh's Fury the orc deals an extra 4 or 1d8 damage when it hits with a weapon attack so i it's just not it's not magical it's just an additional 1d8 damage so if you crit yeah. uh that's 2d8 damage i would assume right
1: yeah this so is trivia a little bit of trivia regarding groom's fury only orc eye of grooms and the orc white chief have that particular feat so, you, you, you can tell that these you know, these two uh, figures in the Auric Tribes are the chosen of, you know, of uh, Groomsh. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, it, its weapon of choice is a spear, which is weird. So, it has a spear with a shield. So, um, a spear is yeah, 1d6 yeah. for one-handed and 2d8 for two-handed.
1: Yeah. I think it's also doorwise Kayash's spear is because Sigrooms is often associated with the spear. So Barang, yeah, that's see. how I know. That's how he they they wanna be like the god that they worship him as i want to use a spear, even though I have a better I have a better double maze or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, so uh that's how you are going to like that's how what it looks like in terms of like the stat block. So, yeah, uh, that's great. So for for you guys, like uh, it would be difficult for if you're like if you're facing against this guy, so it would be difficult for you guys to um, outmaneuver this person, uh, this orc, because it has aggressive uh, the aggressive feet, so it can close the distance real quick. So uh, condition um, condition uh, spells are great uh, in terms of like. Uh, like intelligence saving throws and stuff like that. Um, with uh, wisdom, it's relatively high in wisdom, and yeah, so, so yeah, but no bonuses in terms. terms is... Yeah, no bonuses in saving throws. Also, so mm. like um, so uh, in terms of like how you are able to handle this guy, um, maybe uh, controlling its movement, um, maybe not allowing it to um, hit you with uh, any sort of or providing disadvantage for it when it hits you. So that is relatively good. Um, And in terms of like perception, passive perception of 11. So that's not relatively high. So it bodes well for our friends who are... uh, Stealthy. Stealthy. So that's a little bit of a tip for you guys. If
1: uh, if you'll notice also uh, something that... um, uh, was seen in the stat block, but I'll mention it, la. You'll notice how um, its alignment is chaotic evil, and it kind of brings into question uh, since they have like orc societies or orc tribes, and they're chaotic evil. Wouldn't that like no? I I have a hard time trying to understand how something that's chaotically aligned uh, have like a society in itself,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: that. Um, th- th- I just just a thought uh normally, uh, I guess it's the whole influence of warcraft thing. Na parang there are rules to the society. there is honor. Mm-hmm. but I forgot that the way DND and the, the way DND portrays orcs is that they are they're not bound by uh, common rules to uh, of men like, of, of of normal civilizations. There should be honor, there should be truth, justice, etc. etc. The Baldurian gateway. Pero ayun, parang. Um, I, 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 just, I, just, I just wanted to point that out that they are all chaotic evil. So, parang, whatever goes, man. Uh, now that. Parang, uh, it, it, whoever is the strongest orc that becomes the war chief, I will serve this. But whatever, I will serve the one true god that's grooms and stuff. So, I like, imagine how how it would work in an orc society. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a, it's a pretty you know, it's a pretty good thing to talk about. And I really mm-hmm. love like how uh the, the these monsters the, the the stuff that they use is in one way or another intertwined with the lore that abound by them. And this is why I love <laughs> this is why I bought the monster manual. <laughs> Ooh, so much to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And it's not not all of the lore is in the Monster Manual itself, mm-hmm. so yeah, it, sometimes you have to do like research on it. But like, we got a large chunk of lore from this uh, orc monster alone, dawg. Right, and it's so fascinating and right. good.
0: And yeah. like, if you're planning like a homebrew, or if you would see this in adventures and stuff, or if you're like, just planning encounters, it would make sense to have. Um, this, uh, in a, uh, with uh foot soldiers or with a certain sense of cultists, maybe or mm-hmm. or other you know, other circumstances that would allow it to be more of a challenge for players. I don't think like j- just being this one uh groom's guy, you know, uh, I think their strength really lies in numbers because they're, the, tough to hit. they're definitely tough to hit for tier one or. Or just Tier 2, which is not relatively, you know, uh, which would still be difficult in terms of its high HP. Um, Yeah. So if you didn't have, like, spellcasters and stuff like that, it would be a hard time for you guys. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um story-wise and uh like adventure-wise, I can imagine just the orc eye of grooms pulling the strings while the orc war chief orders people around because of his mass and mass of his brute strength. Parang, parang, uh, that's how I imagine uh, the it, it would be. Uh like if a if a bunch of players like, ah, that's the war chief, we need to kill him. But the person pulling the strings uh, all this time was uh, no, the Orc Eye of Groom. I can see that happen- happening in a game or in a, in a homebrew one time. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of cool in itself. Yeah. yeah. Can
0: you imagine like having three Orc Eyes of Grooms come at you, uh, spend their action to attack and bonus action spiritual weapon? Oh my
1: God. Yeah. <laughs> You're dead. That was attack, man. Plus 1D8 to hit. Oh my gosh, and a... and you're just tier one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's hard. That's really hard. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. That's gonna so, be rough. So uh, that's it for our orc eye of grooms. Would you like to uh, discuss another creature?
1: Um, I think, I know, I think, I, I, think we've got a lot, lot of lore from orc eye of grooms, now. Mm. So I, I think we're good. I, would like, like we're trying this format now, one monster per anno. Per um, procession, let us right. know if you guys like it. If you want us to talk about a specific monster, uh, DM not included. Let us know. We'll know. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. Or if you'd <laughs> like
0: for us to review your homebrewed monsters, that would be great. Um uh, yes, some to of those. Hear, yeah, we'd love to hear more of your you know created monsters and your inspirations towards that. So I'd love to hear it.
1: Oh gosh, yeah, I would love to talk a lot about more monsters, cause their their lore, like stat blocks wise, stat block wise, and uh, ability wise, they're intertwined with the with the lore. But the, their creation, man, that's my cup of um of me me no of coffee of tea. That's my cup of tea. <laughs> Alright, wow.
0: Yeah. So I, I've never really managed to create a monster from scratch. I always took inspiration from existing monsters and just see if yeah. it works um, because the whole balancing uh, balancing the action economy and stuff like that is not something that I am very keen of, I guess. Is that something of a challenge that you've encountered? When yeah you were definitely yeah well, how was it difficult for you in terms of like <laughs> creating your first monster
1: um I I have to consider fairness firstly um are they going up against a creature that they are my players going up a creature that uh, or a set of creatures uh, that they have no chance against so I I had to I have to consider that. And I mean, you were in that game where I almost TPK'd everyone. We won, and so. I was, yeah, uh, <laughs>
0: I didn't know, this. <laughs>
1: and <it's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know how to use one of the monsters correctly. So, those were, I, I think, three, uh, three beholder types and one homebrewed monster that's essentially Pudge, right? It's an, an abomin, a walking abomination where. Every attack that you make uh, bites you back with necrotic damage, right? And uh, while you're trying to fight this abomination, the the uh, there are these um, creatures that can potentially stun, maim, or uh, disintegrate you. So, parang and tatlo lang kayo nun. So I'm like, might have no, might have ano, uh, might have put the uh, might have uh, turned the knob to an eleven here that I. T- out of 10. <laughs> i'm hey, um, based on what is parang In terms of experience, it was one of the most fun uh, encounters I've had. <laughs> Although, admittedly, I was scared to death because I, was, I might I, put it... I,
0: I was honestly resigned to defeat. Uh-uh. Um, so, it I was what? thinking of uh, you know um, an exit for okay. my PC. Like, what yeah. would he do in terms of like... Uh, and i was thinking of okay what's my backup character going to be <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you guys got out of it so that's great pero yun uh that that's that that's a uh, know that's one difficulty that i go again that i have when when setting ano when setting yung uh when creating monsters right pero uh ang one ano one. If 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 you're like setting encounters or adjusting encounters or you're, you know, you're um creating creatures, just keep in mind the number of players and the number of actions that these players have. Right? Uh, tier one, uh there's not much, you know, there's not much action parang per player may sang action or na bonus action, right? So no, no need to go all out. Tier five, you can probably go. You can probably max out a few things when uh, it comes to this encounter because they have more actions now. Or they have two attacks most of the time. Yeah, or, when yeah they get to level
0: five. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sp- specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um. Later tonight, uh, when we have our game, um, Ponzi. Yeah, later tonight, we will have a game. I'll just announce now. Nothing.
0: Fuck, damn it, Carlo can't you just keep it in <laughs> <laughs> one of the like one of the key things also like me in terms of like measuring um combat and how it could turn out because i have a just based on experience, I have a sense of you know when certain adventures like or circumstances circumstances in adventures can get deadly. Um, and you're just looking at the monsters and and the sheer n- amount of monsters. Like uh, based on experience, like that has always been the uh, difference maker. Just the number of enemies that you have. Not so much that what your enemies are, but just how much they are or how many they are, because you have only enough actions you not know, to to manage to. Especially if, like, you, you don't have AOE PCs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that has always been one of the things that I've been wary of. Like, just the amount of monsters that are on the battlefield. Like, based on how I am would like to manage combat, I'd like to um, use uh, stronger creatures but lesser elements. parang number are fewer. Yeah rather than rather than you know populating the battlefield with 12 sturges and stuff like that that's yeah. always been kind of like very difficult to track anyway so I don't I don't like to do that in the same way like um like uh I don't like mess and also like it kind of like drags the combat a lot yeah yeah for, for
1: uh I uh like I, I think in 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 our games I am very proud because I'm ako combat whereas that it's all about combat. <laughs> I, I, I I especially love that uh, I get to role play and practice my quote unquote not acting. So I'm, I'm really I know I'm really proud of that ano, moment na moment. Uh, challenging, I uh, know. Challenging challenges for the players don't have to come uh, in terms of strategizing for combat. Sometimes it's just how you deal with people, and I love that. I'm starting to love that, you uh, know, um, aspect of D&D more.
0: Yeah, and yeah. It, well, a lot of that gets lost, you know, especially in modules and stuff like that. It's difficult. Um, because uh, you know that the DM is already prepped for combat and is already expecting combat and it's difficult mm. kind of like to sidetrack away from that. Although yeah. you do try your best, you know, to avoid it sometimes uh, by talking to or trying to convince Yeah. or talk your way Them out not of it. That, that. But yeah. then again, you know, uh, the DM gets what he wants. If he wants combat, then combat. He will
1: now. get it, yeah. Now that you mention it, you think you could talk your way out of? Uh, no? you could talk your way out of fighting the orc eye of grooms Like you're surrounded by a, a, a large orc tribe, twelve war- orogs, the orc white chief is there, and an orc eye of grooms Could you get out of? I'm sure you could, but to what extent, you know?
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like, how would you rule c- that? There are circumstances around that that could make it nearly impossible to talk your way out of it Mm-mm. because uh, these uh these units uh of you know these battalions or squads they have specific functions and the orders, that yeah in the uh, not even orders just functions mm-hmm. uh, so uh, you you function as uh, uh you eliminate all or any or all um intruders. Yeah, that's their nature right yeah. so um, so they're not particularly very keen on listening to perceived intruders. Uh, so they might just end up killing you uh, on the spot, not really giving you the time to really talk because they don't ask questions, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Maybe if yeah, there and- is, mm-hmm.
0: maybe if there is kind of like um, leverage that you can hold against the orc.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, they are. Like they, they, are the They are the, they literally hate other races and other things other than themselves. So, Perceived
0: to hate, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I it's gonna be hard to, to it's gonna be hard to do that or to persuade persuade them to stop, to stop them from, like harming you, right? But uh, unless you have like yeah. an artifact that they need no and parang it's kind know.
0: of like very like circumstantial in terms of like um the, uh, the assumptions of these orcs we have to take into account as well like the, I I'm not sure like based on experiences based on conjecture as well like how many interactions have they had that has turned into like a peaceful transition? diplomatic. Uh, given their nature as orcs and given their judgment also uh, or prejudice against them that they are orcs so they must be evil and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, Like if the script was um, reversed and you find an orc um, teetering into a camp and they try to talk their way out of it so
1: there's...
0: They're probably not going to listen because they're orcs, yeah. right? So the same judgment can be made for any other races that the orcs have historical grudges against I guess so it just depends on how like what the circumstances are like you have to approach it with diplomacy and not try to talk your way out of a situation that is obviously you know uh, not gonna that's not not fit for diplomacy (laughs) so 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 it's that like you have to weigh that again like you, your bard can even if you have like a plus 15 in char- charisma you can't talk your way out of a situation if the other person is already bent yeah. in you know murdering you yeah so
1: yeah i think it would take one extraordinary thing talaga for them to not attack you like you, um, by artifacts, you go to the the actual spear of Grooms. If you kill me, I will break this. <laughs> if you try, yeah. if you go any closer, I don't know. But they probably still want to kill you
0: anyway. <laughs> or uh, like an exercise of power, maybe like ah, um, yeah. you you uh like make a make a giant explosion and you ask them to drop the weapons and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. So it has to be in that sense. It has to be there. It, um, it's an. It's maybe it's more they respond better to power and stuff like that, or demonstration or stuff. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's how I do it.
1: Yeah, we, we ha- I, I haven't really delved much into the orchestral. You know? Like as far as my DMing is concerned, I've never really used. Uh, orcs per se as um, monsters in my in my homebrew campaigns I will seguro. pero the orcs in my campaigns are chill <laughs> they they're... half orcs siguro I'll, I'll figure it out pero, yeah we'll, we'll see anyway yeah, we'll yeah see. I think that's it for the orc I rooms and a little bit about uh, adjusting combat encounters and other encounters mm-hmm. man we're just we're just scratching at the surface Right? and it's so fascinating because there's so many things to you know to learn and share with the people. Pagdating sa lore, And there are already a lot of lore channels out there. Man, it feels so good to just talk about these things.
0: <laughs> great, great. So we'll be let's do this more often. And yeah, we shall talk about lore and stuff. Uh, uh, I'm for, curious for to... next
1: week. Uh, Devasi, you know, uh, we'll be with um. Uh, a person yeah hopefully yeah hopefully yeah, yeah, yeah. alright okay should we um, should we um, pack up and turn off uh, You know, kill the embers before <laughs> we yeah. get we get encounters <laughs> let us wrap up this short rest yeah. and move sure. forward with our other I'm <laughs> absolutely all right. so alright so uh, Fonzie where did, where can they find you um, uh, you I can know?
0: You can find me on Strava, Carlo. If you're nice. Hell yeah. <laughs> for me, I'm Fonzie Marquez, let's give ourselves kudos for uh, exercising and choosing a healthier lifestyle. Uh, also, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, at Fonzie Tooth. You can like our page, uh, at Activate Leadership. It's our coaching uh, Facebook page, where I coach and help people uh, get through uh, situations in their lives, you know, um, aside from that, yeah, you can also now find us at fort for all your D&D gaming needs.
1: Yeah, so, you need that quick D&D, you know, that D&D fix that, that'll last for the night, yeah. So just go there.
0: Yeah, so hopefully we will have our guests on board who will talk about uh, 47 and we'll talk about the D&D community after, uh, you know, in this pandemic and how we are able to uh, still pursue games despite... The circumstances. How about you, Carlo? Where
1: can people Uh, find you? Yeah, you can find me at carlogeeksout.com. You can find me in YouTube. Just search for Carlo Geeks Out. If if you're watching this video or listening to this podcast, chances are you probably have already heard about me. (laughs) Uh, And Yeah. Um, basically, that's really it. Uh, you can also uh, follow our no? follow um, the wonderful, uh, the one, uh, the hilariously wonderful exploits of our intrepid adventurers known as the Tabletop Titos in Facebook.com slash Tabletop Titos. We'll be posting content very, very soon. It's been, it's been a hell of a few weeks long lately. So forgive us. You know that, you know that you like to, you uh, know, we, we know. That you know, we know that you like to see us, ano, uh, stumble about in <laughs> Barrio Alonso and in Strad. But yeah, uh, we hope to know we hope to resume our games, uh, and start and start um, kicking butt with tabletop titos. Anyway, yeah, so again, visit, you know, I'll be posting some ano, uh, charity links as uh, a YouTube video for where you can donate for those na nasalanta ng Ulysses PH. We're hoping that know uh, um, more lives get saved. And yeah, this is Short Rest, guys. Like and subscribe. See you again. Bye. Bye.
0: A Short Rest with Fonzie and Carlo.